From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn. That's me. Jonathan Swindle. He ain't here. And Glenn Kinman. That's him right there. Yeah. So some of us are in the studio today. Braden Gunn, Glenn Kimmon, Dave is filling in for big old Jonathan Swindale. Getting and, ready for uh, the new year. And Bill George is uh, hanging down there on the end doing something. I don't know. He's been quiet all morning. But uh, we got to get to the phones. <clears throat> Alan, how you doing this morning, Alan? Hey, I'm doing okay. How are y'all doing? We're doing all right. What you doing? What you up to? What you got? Well, I'm going to go back to last hour. You were talking about shooting in the air. And Mr. George there, he had the right idea, shooting blanks. Okay. Yep. So in the past, I've suggested to friends, if you got to do that, get you some blanks and shoot blanks up in the area, make all the noise you want to make. And they look at me like I'm speaking Greek or something. <laughs> so <laughs> what I wanted to ask you, you work at a lot of places where you sold ammunition. Yes, sir. Comes to ammunition, you the man. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do most stores keep blanks in stock? Nope. No, they do not. What I was afraid of. And, and, and if they did, do blanks cost more than live ammunition? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, because they know that it's a one-time uh, dealio. And, uh, uh, what do you mean a one-time dealio? If you well, shoot a, a regular round, it's a one-time shot, too. No, you can reload. You can reload. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, so you got a, you just got a reloader in the back of your wallet in your house. You're dude, just going to you, reload your shells? You can reload <laughs> your, your, your you bullets. Can, you can reload 9 millimeter. I know you can reload them, but how many people actually reload? A lot. That, a lot, lot of they people reload. As as you think they are. Sure just, there are. Otherwise, you can load your own blanks. Hey. Yeah, yeah, but it's recrimping and all that other stuff, especially on... Uh, when somebody buys some a blank, other. though, they're buying it for one purpose, and that's just to make noise, <laughs> use their gun one time. Okay, I got but, one more suggestion. If you want to shoot blanks and you got a twenty two, everybody's got a twenty two. You can go to home improvement stores and buy those cartridges for a, for the nail gun. Right. Correct. Man, them things make a lot of noise. They do. They make a lot of noise, but some of those older uh, firearms are not made for that because you got to remember those things are like full pack compression type loads. So they're there to actually drive a nail into whatever it is you're going to. And if you're talking about a 16-penny nail, that's a lot of powder to get behind that thing, especially when it's only... Uh, what six inch barrel on those things when they put them in there and bang and shoot well, I, those in there? Or uh, I shot them in my Ruger twenty two automatic pistol. Got to load them in there one at a time, or, or yeah. I did anyway. They wouldn't feed out of the magazine. But no, but it's a Ruger too, and Rugers are usually made like tanks anyway. <laughs> so uh, unless it's an older one, like uh, one of the older twenty uh, twos, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot those. Especially any, those any modern revolver, single action, double action. Sure, why not? I mean, guys, you could do that. Now, the problem is, is that if that if the blank has those flanges on it, sometimes they'll hang up in the cylinder, so they won't pop out as easy. So you know, well, all I know is they make a lot of noise, and you're not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, well, yes, they will. If you get too close, that will still. Yeah, it somebody. would still hurt you, but the thing is, like you say, you're shooting it in, in the air at that point. I'm but it up in the air. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I hated to point it out, but there was a young man who was an actor back in the day who was going to be the next uh, Clint Eastwood in the whole nine yards, and let's not forget, he killed himself with a blank messing around on studio. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuck that. it up, stuck it up to his temple, thinking it was a blank, wasn't going to do anything, and 
you don't realize that it's not the bullet that kills you when you shoot yourself in the head. It's the amount of powder and the explosion that happens just next to your head. Similar to a bang stick on an alligator. Exactly. It's- and I just thought of one more thing that I've experienced in the past. If you can find some of the blanks that were used in the military thirty out six rifles, the, sure. The, those things, the the blank is louder than a live round. Well, that's true. And again, they're loaded with a little more powder usually, so that they can actually cycle the the action of the firearm because there is no projectile to give it the amount of recoil that it needs to operate the bolt. So. You got to have uh, opposite and equal reaction, and if you don't have that, then you got to just overload it with some powder to get it out of there. So it is louder. Yep. I had some somebody gave me, and I shot them in a in a Remington seven hundred. I couldn't believe how loud those things were. I just look at it this way, Alan. I, there are plenty of uh, tents around uh, all over the place that sell all kinds of. Uh, Bird-disturbing devices. Agricultural uh, (laughs) devices that you can use to protect your crops. And uh, to walk out in your backyard with an AK-47 or an Uzi or a 9mm and start ripping off rounds like some crazy guy over in Afghanistan celebrating a wedding, uh, just I don't think my neighbors want to see that. So, (laughs) you know. Related to you, what you said, your problem and my problem. I've got a hole in my, not in my roof of the house, in the roof of my storage building. It looks like it looks looks to be about a thirty-eight or nine millimeter hole. Sure. So I guess it's happened to everybody sometime or other. Yeah, I mean, if you're out in the country and it's just you and some friends around a bonfire and you're banking banking with a bunch of blanks out there, that woohoo, have fun. Well, I'm not out in the woods. I'm I'm right on the edge of southwest corner of the Lakeland city limits. Well, yeah, but the thing is, Jen, Grady is, don't you, play. I was yeah. going <laughs> to <don't be laughs> uh, say those Polk County sheriffs really probably, uh, they respond very quickly to uh, armed citizens, someone out shooting something in the air. Yeah, but but you, you don't know where it came from. <laughs> oh, they have the triangulation system now. You know, right. they can Oh, yeah, and they'll be acro- using it this year, they've already said. Yeah, that they can train, well... I don't think they have it in southeast or western Lakeland, but they do have them in Tampa. So we'll see. I mean, uh, just whatever you do, just be careful. Right. Yeah. Well, you sound like a guy who knows what he's doing anyway. Obviously, you've done it before. So just just be just be there's, careful. There's, there's, that. A, there's some fire fireworks on every corner. That's what I'm saying. Well, that, <laughs> they're just, not fireworks. They're agricultural <laughs> devices, as yeah. Bill George pointed out. So, if they ask you what, what your agricultural prop pro, uh, crop is time you grow grass in your backyard well it could be an orange tree it could be a blueberry it could be a blueberry bush it could be a strawberries, strawberries. I, it, uh, there are lots of people grow tomatoes all year round you know what, so when my neighbor shot at them deer the other day uh because they were by his blackberry bushes i really think he was protecting grass or something over there because i mean i wouldn't care if a deer ate a blackberry bush but yeah, you would if you grew them and you ate them. Well, come to think of it, we do have citrus trees in the backyard. <laughs> there, there you go. go. You got that. There you go. There's your excuse. I made in the shade. There you know. go. <laughs> get some of those M80s and Roman candles. It'll keep those seagulls away from them forever. Are you familiar with the scarecrow round? The uh, scarecrow rounds, it depends on which ones you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, they have those, and they also have them in. Well, I'm not going to talk a fr- about that. A friend of mine used to work <laughs> w- work at Tampa Airport, and they used to have one that they put in a 12 gauge, and they had two. They had a screamer that w- you would shoot out of the gun, and it'd scream the and whole way, explode. and and explode. Or they'd have the one that you'd shoot, and it'd go out, you know, 
a hundred feet or two hundred feet or so, and then yeah. explode. And those are pretty fun. The one that's the twelve gauge I've got in the bottom of my bottom at a gun show. If you fire it straight up, the 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 muzzle blast is not very loud. But when that thing goes off up there, I don't know how high it goes. It may go a hundred feet up. That sucker is some kind of loud, and it just echoes on and on and on and on. Uh, all, all that comes down from it is just debris. It don't there's no red of anything in it. It's just it's not meant to kill. It's just meant to scare birds off. Well, there's all kind of th- things out there to use and uh, to be safe about it. So hopefully. We won't hear any stories or any bad accidents that happened this year. And it's really not even an accident. It's uh, somebody deliberately did it. So if that happens, hopefully they'll catch them. But, well, Alan, I hope you uh, gave Aaron your number so you can be uh, put into the uh, Wicked Light drawing here shortly. I did. All right. All good right. For well, you, you're man. in then. Well, thanks for the call. Be safe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Be safe out there. Okay, Alan? Yeah, catch y'all later. See uh-huh. you, buddy. Take it easy. <laughs> I have I have one more. Word of advice on fireworks that learned the hard way is when you what, buy let those. Go of it? No, no. When you have those <laughs> ones that use the tube and they have the wick taped to the side of the the round ball. Yeah, leave it taped. Leave it taped. Don't don't untape it. That's there for a reason. They loaded it upside down in that tube, and then when it was supposed to go up, it stayed there, and then everything blows up in the tube. <clears throat> that would yeah. be a bad bad situation. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, there you Just go. Just don't go to Bill George's house. There you go. That's I may have to get some. <clears throat> I'm glad. I'm just going to stay off the topic. It could get too get get me in trouble. Next thing you know, ATF is banging on the front door. There you go. All right, you guys. We're going to take a fast break. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We don't forget. You got to call Aaron 888-404-1010. 888-404-10. Get your name in the hat. You only got a few uh, 45 minutes or so. So hurry up. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Glenn, Dave, and uh, Bill George. Aaron's over there taking numbers and I'm, names. I'm glad to see the phones are ringing. Well, trying to win this nice wicked light. <clears throat> trying to get in at the last minute to get their names in the hat for the wicked light that we're giving away at the end of the show. We- Still got time, so 888-404-1010 if you want to call. But uh, New Year's is right around the corner. What is it, uh, day after tomorrow? Tuesday. Tomorrow, Tuesday night. Uh, <clears throat> and I just I want I got a bone to pick with Bill George. Because uh, Bill George uh, went and spent all that money, got us all those calendars, and it's been an entire year, and I haven't won anything off my calendar. Uh, this and year. you know what? Now that you mentioned, you got it, what you paid. For. I did not. It was a gift. He, <laughs> it was a gift that was given to us by the generosity of Mister Bill George. My only complaint is, is it's been a very reliable calendar. I have every Tuesday's been correct, every Friday has been correct. But I personally, even though I'm in <clears throat> four times a month or five times in certain months, I have yet to win one single thing. Well, there are losers in the world, and you are one of them. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> have, you, have you won anything? Well, that's just really nice. <laughs> I was debating on saying it. But <laughs> have you won anything, Bill George? No. All right. So, but welcome the, to the Losers Club. But Glenn, the money. Have, you, have you won anything, Glenn? Uh, I'm part of the Losers Club, ah, too. There we go. we got three <laughs> members right there in the Losers Club. Now, what makes me mad about this is I have a friend of mine who's got the DU calendar, Yeah, and, he, and he's won 
twice this year. Twice he's won. Did he twice. Pay, did he pay for the calendar? Yes. Okay. But that doesn't mean anything. You paid for the calendar, so that was three more chances right there. I think you, Bill bought Glenn like five or six of those calendars, gave some to exactly. our listeners um, we, at, the, at the exactly. G5. and uh, we, have, we have listeners, and you know what? If you got a calendar from uh, Bill George, maybe you'd like well, to be in the Losers that, Club with us as that well. calendar <laughs> was the Florida Sportsman's Association uh, calendar that they used as a fundraising to support Things in the outdoors. Well, well, let's I, just I ask, appreciate that. Let's just ask Smokey. Smokey, are you part of the Losers Club? Yeah. I, I didn't get a calendar. What the heck? Did you win anything this year? <laughs> uh, actually, I did. In springtime, I won some uh, Smoking Joes out there in Plant City, so Smoking Aces. Oh, well, that, uh, that, see, that was from the generosity of our hearts and, of course, Robert out at Smoking Aces. Which, which it I was, hear. It was delicious, and I appreciated it. Oh, well, well, you're welcome. I hear after the uh, first of the year they're going to be opening back up on Mondays, too. So, Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, we may have a couple of those gift certificates to give away again starting in January. Yeah, so start a listening again. Don't be going nowhere, Smokey. Uh, oh, I know. I will. Hey, uh, I had a comment on the blanks. You were talking about blanks earlier. Yes, sir. And we had a, a little German twenty two. I mean, it was a, a old junkie revolver that we kept on our workbench when I was a kid with my dad. And uh, it, it was so crummy, even the front sight just spun in circles. <laughs> and had about a four-inch barrel. And one day I walked in there without a shirt on like usual in the summertime. And, and he just grabbed He goes, you bastard, I'm so tired of you. And he shoots three into my stomach. And, man, it burned. I thought he actually shot me. And uh, here was those blanks like you were talking about. And <laughs> I was about four feet from the end of that little six-inch, four-inch barrel, whatever it was, and it, it burned it, between the powder and that cap. It was not pleasant. Yeah, I thought he actually shot me. What a, what but, a nice father, right? <laughs> and he, and he, at least, you know what, that, and that definitely was wrong on his part to do something like that. But one thing's for sure, you never forgot it, and I'm sure you didn't oh, carry on that tradition. No. And but, I... I um I probably did deserve it though. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody deserves that. But well, however, um, all yeah, right, definitely. I, yeah, those blanks they can be dangerous, so you don't yes. want to screw up. Yes, they can. Well, you know, uh, I mean, gu- it could have put your eye out. Guns that are designed for blanks, uh, Smokey. You know, usually they have a, they're either a plugged barrel or they yeah. have a vent system underneath them, or they have a cross piece in the front so that there's no projectile that can come out of it. And it disperses the uh, gases as it comes out a, a lot quicker. Uh, that's why in the old movies and stuff, when you see, uh, you know, the guys shooting the old guns with the blanks, all that smoke coming out of the end of the gun. Oh, yeah, a ton of smoke. So, uh, you know, the, most of those things are, are plugged. Guns that are designed to shoot blanks, there are plenty of them out there. But uh, if you put it into an actual firearm where you have a open tube and an empty barrel, that stuff's all going to come out of the end of it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can testify to that. Well, uh, we're glad you survived. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys have a great day. Yeah, be, be safe out there, man. Have fun. Uh, I know it's definitely th- one of them things that, you know, you hear you hear about it and you say, how, how, how could somebody do something like that? We teach our kids at an early age, never point anything at anybody, whether it be a toy gun or not. And then you have a parent that just does it and just. Totally just throws everything out the window. I, I shot my son before. Shot him with what? Paintball gun. Oh, we well, were that's playing paintball. No, it isn't. Let yeah. me tell you, the kid was bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I, I turned you're around. Supposed to, you're supposed to be a certain distance away. I got a scar yeah. right there, that half moon right there on my forearm. That's from a paintball being yeah. shot at point blank range. So, I mean, it's. You got to uh, be tough 
Well, you, <laughs> you know, got me dumb. It's, uh, you know well, that's that's you're inviting that uh, sort of pain if you go out and participate well, in that. Yeah, activity. whenever you 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 sign up to do the paintball stuff when you go to those ranges, <laughs> but you're you're you knowing what to expect. We you're knowing were, that you're going to do something. We were playing in the backyard, put up a couple pallets, and I ran up to the pallet and I knew he was hiding behind it. I just put the gun around and pulled the trigger a couple times, and yeah, that was mean <laughs> on your part. <laughs> it was. I mean, come on, Bill. The worst my give us a, 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 a worthless ca- uh, calendar, and now you're just talking about just doing what you're doing. Yeah, the, thanks, Bill. The Mama worst, was not happy either. The worst that uh, my father ever did to me is he caught me right between the eyes with an egg. Well, that's fun. <laughs> he was coming out of the barn, and he had a, had a bunch of eggs in his shirt. You know, had them rolled up like this. Had a bunch of eggs. And I had this really cool new squirt gun. I mean, we go from I popped out from a, the blanks, now we're throwing eggs. I popped out from behind a tree, and I pointed it at him, and I, I said, I got you, Dad. He goes, and he pulled out one egg, and he goes, you squirt me with that, I'm going to hit you right between the eyes with this egg. And I thought, ain't no way. I got this old man beat, man. I'll just pull the trigger and duck right behind the tree. As soon as I started even squeezing, went to turn, Bam! <laughs> Right between the eyes. And there's egg in your face. Never uh, never tested the old man again on that deal. So I learned my lesson real quick. It was one of those things where uh, you live and learn. One of those things, live and learn. Uh, I will say this, that if you actually want some entertainment, uh, speaking of paintball and everything else, it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, something that somebody actually sent me. And I actually thought of how we could actually incorporate this into the show. And... Uh, it was from uh, Paintball TV, which is on uh, Facebook, I think it is. Uh, you know, in South Africa, their rules of uh, self-defense are a little different I mean, than they, they have, are here. They have rules over there? Uh, they're a little different than they are here in the United States. And there's a company called Sublethal. Sublethal. If you'd like to uh, entertain yourself and go look at their, uh, uh, their invention, what it actually is is... Um, it's a, it's a robotic type. Uh, I'm going to show this to Glenn so that he can see it. I'm just trying to turn the sound off so it doesn't, so everybody doesn't hear it. But uh, it's an automated system, kind of like your it tree stands. Automated. Kind of like your tree stands uh, when you have a camera. And it alerts you to when someone or an intruder comes into your home or you're into your property. And you basically, with your cell phone, you can actually aim it and open fire. And it shoots uh, rubber bullets. No, here, take a look at it. That's the machine right there. Goes 360 degrees and literally shoots straight up and down for underneath and everything <laughs> else like that. And uh, <clears throat> so, from the privacy of your own home or even at work, you can literally ping, uh, ping, 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 ping. You can either do a single shot or a full auto and let it rip. <laughs> and take out your windows. Now, how cool would that be to uh, have for uh, home protection or maybe even out for agricultural applications? That'd probably some- be pretty good, especially if uh, around the chicken coop, maybe uh, run off the possum or the coats and trying to get to them. That be that might be a little bit of <clears throat> yeah. something good to have. But it's an automated system. But how system expensive the- is it? I'm sure it's probably not cheap. <laughs> right. But it's it's uh, called sub-lethal, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting, and I thought, well, only in South Africa would you get away with inventing something like this, but guaranteed that this will soon Listen, be available in the United States. We have people hacking baby monitors and home security cameras and everything else. You'd be coming up your driveway and, get busted and all of a sudden somebody from 
some other country's controlling your home defense system going <laughs> boom, 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 shooting you. <laughs> but the, the video that... Uh, the, said, Watch this, American. <laughs> the video that sent uh, was sent to me was a guy who was breaking into the homeowner's automobile. And uh, if you notice, I showed you the little aiming device. It's a little red target. And he put it right on his <clears throat> nether regions on the rear side of his body. And uh, put three rounds right into his buttocks, and the intruder promptly left very quickly. So, <laughs> kind of gives you <laughs> an idea. It'd be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually fun to watch. But uh, so, uh, if you're thinking about something for New Year's, hey, there you go. The sublethal. There you go. Take it easy. <laughs> Man, you think it's it's not legal to have? I mean, you're you're protecting your property and yourself at that point. It's on your land. That's that's why I brought it up with Bill George in the room, because I don't know what the illegal ramifications are for something like that. I know that uh, warning shots were contested in the United States and in the state of Florida, so it's not really a warning. Well, didn't do it. It's not really a warning shot when you uh, actually get the guy. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, I was just walking my dog, and uh, all of a sudden I got lit up like a Christmas tree in the guy's front yard. I was... Right by his truck, just retrieving my pet. Is that what it was? Yeah. The dog was loose by the... Yeah, was wanting to take care of the tire business. It got inside his vehicle, and I had to get it out. Yeah. Oh. See, everybody has an excuse. All right, we're going to take a break. We're on the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5B, and Outdoors. Thank you, Mr. Steve Austin, for all that good advice. Always comes in and gets the room all fired up and then takes off. But that's how he does it, and he's good at it. (laughs) But he's right. He is right. And he was on my side on the shooting the rubber bullets at people. Well, yeah, of course he was. (laughs) Bill's always happy when somebody takes his side. He believes if you're going to do that, then you might as well just use copper and lead. Why use rubber? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Hey, uh, Glenn handed me this big old giant pile of paper this morning, and I went through it, and I thought it was actually pretty interesting. A lot of these things we've actually talked about on the show, but uh, hunting and fishing, the craziest catches and kills of 2018. So, well, there goes the end of the show. That, that's what I'm. That's why I saved it till 30 <laughs> minutes for the end of the show. So well, it was it was pretty good if you really look back and think about some of the stuff that's happened. Uh, in 2018, some of them we forgot about. It's always that you know, nice uh, year in reflection that we can speak of. Well, it, it, you forget about it because there's something else that happens another week or two later that you're like, really, what was somebody thinking? Yeah. Why would they do that? Well, didn't they didn't they listen to the show or see the media beat the last person up for doing something like that? Yeah, but, I don't know. Well, the, the number one one that they actually uh, put out there was the uh, fisherman who reeled in the 321-pound marlin that was actually uh, bigger than his boat. <laughs> so, and that was that happened in New Zealand. And, of course, course. it, it kind of goes back with the big marlin catch back in uh, Australia a couple of weeks ago that uh, the anglers caught and said it had passed away on its own. And uh, so they brought it in for – because it was a record on biology, top of that. Yeah, all that kind of good stuff like that. And then whenever you talk to someone like I did after the fact, and they said that they just left the day after, the day before that fish was actually caught, nosed the crew and said eh, they did that. It didn't die on its own. And that's his, his take on it as well. But uh, those guys really catch a lot of flack. It's kind of like us hunting. You know, you take something and you get someone who says, well, you should have let that one walk. It wasn't big enough or – 
why did you use a crossbow whenever it was regular archery season, even though it's legal? It shouldn't be in the woods. You shouldn't be allowed. There, you're going to catch all kind of flack. <clears throat> Pros doesn't and matter con, what you do. Everybody's opinion's different, uh, different take about it. But at the end of the day, when you take something and it's legal, as this guy did, it's a legal practice yeah I don't welcome think to the world of social media yeah exactly well number two is uh, florida actually made it in uh, number two right there was the florida snake hunters capturing pythons to fight the everglades infestation uh, of course we've been pushing for that many 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 years before it actually came to fruition and it still <laughs> continues to this day i think the last one that was popped out uh, the 18 foot, the 18 footer last week. Uh, so it ain't like they're getting smaller with <laughs> that. They're catching. They seem to be getting bigger and bigger. And number three, Florida made it again into the uh, top 10, uh, Florida fisherman reels in a bale of marijuana, which we've actually spoke about many times on this show. It hasn't happened just once. It's happened. You never know what you're going to find in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I'm not, not only did this one, uh, this guy actually hooked it. And I uh, brought it in, and it was like, <clears throat> "What do I? Uh, what do I do with this? Uh, I can't. Uh, if yeah, I bring it, it, if it, I bring it on board, uh, I'm in big trouble. So what catch do I, and release. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, what do I do? Do I call law enforcement or do I not call law enforcement? And he eventually did, and they took possession of it. Uh, that was back in what July? Uh, yeah, yeah, eleven miles north of Fort Lauderdale. And there's a shocker. Yeah, that's why I say you just never know what you're going to catch around here. Number four was the uh, Texas fisherman. This one actually, he did catch a lot of flack about this one on social media. Dave was the Florida, I mean uh, Texas fisherman who reels in uh, the catch of multiple lifetimes. This guy brought in and uh, drug in this massive uh, hammerhead shark, which for some reason seems to invoke not only fishermen but also non-fisher people. Who are like? Why are you keeping that? Why did you kill that? Why did you bring it in? And well, know, according to his story, was that he did catch it, he did release it, but it it expired and came back to the shore, and that's how he caught it twice. Well, he pulled it back out of the. the well, the, the thing reason, that I look at that is, and it's got a hole in it. Well, he's fishing from the shore. You talk about having to back up boats and chase fish. Imagine being drug around by that thing on the shore. Yeah, well, that one was, uh, what, about a 12-footer, somewhere around there, I think it was, 12-footer. Uh, yeah. That was a massively big, ancient uh, hammerhead that's probably spent a little time in Boca Grande. <laughs> here's a, here's <laughs> a little a, vacationing down here, South Florida. Eating tarpon. Mm-hmm. Num- number five, we know is false because yeah. they only eat crustaceans. That's true. Number five was a 500-pound grouper that eats a shark as a fisherman watch, and that one actually made it to social media. Uh, which we've all probably seen it where the guy's reeling in the uh, shark uh, down around Everglades City and uh, a big old giant <clears throat> grouper. I love it. It says 500-pound uh, grouper's rare meal during a fishing trip uh, that he actually, they got to witness it eating their catch. <clears throat> I don't know how rare that actually is because if the fish <laughs> is willing to come up to the surface and take about a 500-pound or at least a 120-pound shark off of the end of a line, chances are he's probably done it before. I'm just saying. 
It's yeah. not like he went, oh, I'm going to go look at that. And then they're, you know what? That looks pretty tasty. Easy. I'm going to go ahead and get Yeah, he's that. up there flopping around. He's in distress. Let me just get it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Number six, Hawaii fisherman reels in 1,073-pound blue marlin. And I did see pictures of this bad boy. Yeah, I saw some of those and just the other day. That is one huge monster <clears throat> fish. I mean, that one there is one that uh, I don't know how you ever top that. I mean, seriously. You catch a fish that big, it's like, okay, I'm pretty much done. Pretty pretty much done. Because everything else under that that you've now caught in your lifetime would be considered bait for that fish. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it is a 500-pound Goliath grouper. Yeah, you have to start looking for something else. Let's go uh, after blue whales. <laughs> no. I heard, China, I heard China's going to start whaling again. Japan. Japan. Yeah. Yes. Japan. Well, they've never really stopped, to be honest with you. <clears throat> well. <laughs> And actually, commercially, yeah, back then it was called research. A couple of years ago, they were research. Yeah, we have to taste them to make sure that they're okay. <laughs> you know, you got to eat it to make sure it's okay. Uh, number seven, Florida makes it again. Top seven. Here we go. The 1,000 pound alligator caught in Florida's Lake Okeechobee. How many times have you gone past that alligator? That was that was a neat. The way the guy done that, I mean, he was out there and uh, and then got hooked up with these other guys and they kind of met up and and he had that one drug up on the back of like a one of the little jet boats. Yeah, that was just to get it to it because he couldn't get it in the yeah. boat. Yeah. Yeah. How you gonna? He came pl- and gave him a hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Uh, I don't think Troy Landry and him would have put that one thousand pounds in the boat <laughs> roll it over yeah and then uh got it close enough with the jet boat so that they could uh bang stick it and get it out of there and done i just i just think about how many people you guys have fished okeechobee many times how many times have you hey. passed that alligator out there you might actually get through it if we keep going in the segment number eight <laughs> main fisherman reels in the rare calico lobster it's a multiple, multicolored lobster that uh, I don't know why, but anytime anybody catches a weird-looking uh, lobster off the bottom of the ocean, somehow it makes national news. Cause they the don't albino you. lobster. Yeah, I've yeah. seen those. As, as Steve we- likes to refer to them, the cockroach of the sea somehow makes it into national news. Well, if not, would you eat it? Yes. Yeah, sure. Why not? But, but <laughs> it's a cockroach of the I'm not paying for it, though. <laughs> but see, I'm also that guy that I'm not one of those who sees an albino buck or an albino or a piebald deer and go, oh, it's just too pretty to kill. Why would you kill that? Because it eats the same way as a brown one does. No big deal. Plus, it'll make a nicer jacket or whatever it is I want on the hide. So to me, a calico lobster is probably no different than a blue lobster, or a yellow lobster, or a red lobster. What is that when you're showing me? Is that it? Is that's that a calico. Ca- that's a calico? Is that the one that was caught that made the national news, or no, is that a different one? No, that's just a basic one, I So guess. it's not that rare. So eat the darn thing. Somebody said one in 30 million. <clears throat> well, there's, well, that can't be true, because there's another picture right there of a different one. There's obviously 60 million. Obviously, they, <laughs> <laughs> they probably can't. And that one had the bands on its claws. Up in Pennsylvania, a gentleman up there uh, reportedly uh, made the record books. He's number nine. Hunter kills a 679-pound black bear with a handgun. And they killed 1,241 on opening day. Wow. In Pennsylvania. It's not uh, It's not even one-fourth of our deer popu- uh, bear population here in the well, state Well, apparently they missed the one that was the most aggressive because it, it attacked a 51-year-old lady this past week. 
and drug her 80 yards across her yard, across the road into the woods. But she was able to survive because of her dog named Bear, that the bear actually got distracted after trying to maul her up after the dog. So yeah, she had one of those. And I tell people this, they're probably the most ferocious dogs out there. The Chihuahua. The Chihuahua. (laughs) They don't have a lot of bite, but my gosh, are they ferocious. They're annoying. (laughs) Well, not only that, they're very annoying. That's what the bear was thinking. The bear's thinking it's really annoying. I told you there's a guy I know that ran around Polk County for years, and, uh, you know, everybody's out there with blackmouth cur dogs and pit bulls and ridgebacks and catahoulas and everything else. This guy ran with a pack of Jack Russell Terriers. Oh, man. Because those Jack Russell Terriers, uh, you know, you get 10 of those around a hog, and they're jumping on its back. They're running down the back of it. They're yabbity yapping, nipping at his heel. That poor hog doesn't know what to do. He's totally. They basically, he said, every single one of them I've caught just about literally just sat down on the ground and said, that's it. I'm done. Just come get me. Because they're all like, they're all over him, jumping on his back, nipping him on the face. He's like, it's like being attacked by a swarm of bees. Where do you swat? Where do you go? Where do you start? It just gets a just gets to the point where you Didn't gotta make run. The segment. Didn't make it. <laughs> we'll do number ten. We'll do number ten when we come back because it actually is probably the best one. It should have been number one, at least in my book. Uh, number one, uh, number ten will be uh, when we come back. We are brought to you by G Five Feet Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. We're in the studio today. Jonathan is out uh, messing around up in Georgia somewhere, uh, riding horses and playing with family. He'll be back probably next week. Don't know. We'll see. Uh, so uh, Dave came in to fill in. He's a big fishing guy. Of course, he's uh, officially Dave retired now. So uh, spent all of his years here in the state of Florida working hard for the man. And now he's out working hard catching fish as much as he can so he came in and joined us today thank you so much for that and uh bill george is also here and aaron as well and uh if you've got a few minutes left uh you can put your name in the hat if you want as quickly as you can uh because we're going to talk about number 10 uh that we were doing our top 10 uh that were picked for the best outdoor hunting and fishing events that happened for the past year and um after that we're going to pull <clears throat> pull a name out of the hat and uh there we go bob's your uncle uh, number 10, Illinois Hunter Bags 51-point deer. Now, yeah, sounds great. Deer hunter, boo-boo, out there shooting. But let's get something like this, uh, a barnacle buck, as we like to call them, because, uh, I mean, this thing is literally covered with points all over the place. I wouldn't want to be that guy sitting around a campfire with your buddies going, no, that's a point. That's another one. Add that on there. You can put a <laughs> ring on it, man. You remember those rules? Remember all this stuff? Everybody would be throwing rules on there if you can put a ring yeah. on it. Yeah, well, if you can hang it, put a ring on it, and it holds it or whatever, it was counted as a point. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, there's some wedding rings that are extremely thin and small. So, uh, you know, what ring are you talking about? But <laughs> officially, it's considered to be uh, the Illinois Hunter. Got the 51-pointer, maybe one of the largest bucks ever shot in America. The Department of Natural Resources announced this past December up in Johnson City. Uh, the gentleman Keith shot and killed a deer in November during the first week of shotgun. And uh, it is a massively, not only big antler deer, but it is a monster bodied deer as well. I mean, it is a big, big There's deer. some big ones in Illinois. And I guarantee if you haven't seen it on social media or you haven't seen it anywhere else on the internet, 
Uh, you'll probably see it at your local Bass Pro or Cabela's here within a year or so. Because I'm sure it'll be up there on the wall of whatever <laughs> bucks that they have out there. And uh, I just thought it was very funny that there was also an honorable mention in this article. Angry Shark takes South Carolina fisherman's kayak for a 10-minute spin. And I did see that one on social media where it drug him around all over the place. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a large shark by no means I would consider it compared to what we just looked at. But that's still a good uh, good fight and a good little ride on, on from a kayak. Yeah, but you could get that off of uh, a decent-sized tarpon as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm hoping to see if that happens or not, but we'll... We wish good. we wish you could do it on a Goliath grouper, but there's only two left, so, uh, yeah. you know, apparently you can't do that on that. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen on here, too, was uh, when i seen this here article, uh, what Zippo came out with, it's the new 12-hour Realtree AP Camo refillable hand warmer by Zippo itself. <laughs> Keeps your hands warm and functional during frigid <laughs> I know why Dave's laughing. Oh, my. Well, I know why Dave's laughing. They made, they've made those things for, for a long time. Uh, and, of course, uh, this is the uh, same thing that I used to uh, burn a couple yourself. of years ago that I ended up with nine blisters on one hand <laughs> mm-hmm. whenever it caught on fire. From As it says... They have now made it where it's new and improved for filling process, makes it easier to use and reduces spills. Just fill up the cup. And, of course, that's what happened. I filled it up with this, and it overfilled. And next thing I know, the thing lit up. But I have to say it was all on my fault because after I put the fire out the first time, (laughs) I said, (laughs) it doesn't burn off all the extra. You need to go online and look. They've actually, you know, it's crazy that I just looked at these this week. They actually have that in a battery operated rechargeable thermos uh, you got a setting that you can actually control the temperature and it goes up to 120 degrees 120 degrees that's battery operated from zippo 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 well, good for them. That's down. the one I would yes. like to. Uh, that's the one I They're would. They're only use like six hours. Use. I think that one only goes to six hours. Well, this one here have to have an extra battery. Why in the world would you need uh, one to go that hot? 120. Why? I mean, you would think that you only maybe need you it. need to heat up your MRE. Actually, you can, <laughs> with that one, with you it. can actually charge your cell phone and a couple of different things. Also. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that's a good idea. You need to go online and look at it. It's kind of a neat thing. Well, my my brother up there is uh, getting ready to go hunt up in Pennsylvania for some chuckers. It's his birthday today, and maybe we'll have to look to see how much one of them Zippos cost. You know what else? It's also uh, Vince Noble's birthday today, too. So uh, Yeah. So happy birthday, Vincenzo. Uh, he's going to be out celebrating out there celebrating his birthday as well today. So. Well, Braden, we did. Uh, we had Dave do the honors and pull a name out of our ticket out of the bucket. Okay. Do and, we need uh, a drum roll or anything, or what are you, you going to make Aaron do? No. <laughs> She's no. looking around like, please don't make me try to find anything real quick. You should have told me this earlier. All right. Well, the winner is Kevin. Kevin! It's an 813 area code. That's all we have. So we'll have to give them a call and see uh, to let them know. And if they don't answer, do we draw a new name? <laughs> I, well, you got to get an alternate just in case. I don't know. Oh, mercy. But you got to we'll, give him a week or so. So, Kevin, congratulations. 813, that's what, Tampa area over there? Yeah, that's Hillsborough County, Hillsborough, City, yeah. Tampa, whatever. So, so we'll so give them a call here area. and uh, well, let them know that they did win. We assume, but that the first one that won was a 334, and she actually lived here. So Yeah, yeah. it was Alabama area code, <laughs> but she lived in Brooksville. So uh, we'll never know. It could be 813, and they live in Homosassa. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, we'll give them a call and uh, let them know they want. Yay! What are we giving away next week? Uh, 
I don't know. We we got some donuts we can bring in. You sound just like my kids. Yay, yeah. What are we doing now? Yeah, no. exactly. No. What's for now? After, after three months, she's ready to say, "Hey, <laughs> we're not well, writing names for, for everyone who did uh, participate, who called in the show the last three months because that's what we did it for. Each month, we gave one of these wicked lights away. I want to thank Wicked Light themselves for uh, donating these lights to to give out. And of course, um. It is really, it's a kind of a high-end light, but it's well worth it. It's a good investment. It is uh, an investment. Because I will say, and I've shared it before, but having Dave in the studio up there in Illinois, I just, I would have never uh, believed what what actually happened for me using the red light, driving up on them coats. They actually came towards us as we were riding out on ATVs. And uh, is, I wish we'd have had a video because that would have been it, one of those oh, things yeah, that you wouldn't have believe it unless you've seen it yourself. Uh, I'm not saying that it be like that every encounter that a coyote wouldn't be spooked and run off but for those two particular ones they actually walked towards us as we were riding out and then uh for the again for the picking up the bullfrogs yeah, was that just a uh, a special occasion the moon phase was diff i don't know but i i can tell you this i picked them up <laughs> and of course uh as i told my brother-in-law this past christmas what'd you do with them after you picked them up you just I was let them go the again? Same thing. I, I, I actually turned them back loose i mean what i i, I didn't have i was dragging hose and uh putting out a, a discharge line so there wasn't so you really only caught, a pocket you, you only caught two frogs there was like three or four that was in in the area but was it three or was it four because that means a lot. That's a meal yeah there was multiple frogs that's all i will say but that's the two eight legs on frog <laughs> yeah uh, to pick them up was pretty interesting. And then, of course, uh, walking out of my tree stand and walking up and seeing all them deer just standing out there in the food pot, just looking around like I know something's over there, but they couldn't see me because of the red light. Uh, that was interesting in itself, too, you know, to walk out. I said, man, I might get charged to run over. Uh, so, But to have that red light, it worked really well. Of course, gator season, uh, really, really good. And last night walking, Joe, I told him, I said, man, you better stay away from the lake because there was one about eight and a half foot, uh, about 12, 12, 14 feet off the shoreline. Just Joe is not there. a grandchild. It is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I so, just want everybody, our listeners, to know. When he says walking it, Joe, it means he's out walking the dog. Yeah. So, so I put the white light on it just to get him to, to go on, you know, just to get on out. But How close was he? Like I say, he was probably less than, he was less than 15 feet from the shore. Really? Yeah, and I said if this was gator season, he would be cruising on. But he was just sitting there. I was like, "Well, how big was he? About eight and a half, eight eight and a half feet." Make a note of that, Bill George. Duly noted. Okay. But you know what? The thing is, is I take Joe out every evening, and them, you know them gators—they're just patterning the situation. So they're going to wait for the one day when Joe's out there tinkling by himself, and then uh, eh, take care of business. I don't let him do that by himself. However. Uh, it's a, it's th- amazing how much more compassionate you've gotten in your old age because back in the day when you had Silly and all those other dogs, get on out, go Silly pee. was pretty smart. Yeah, she, get out. She, adapt, she was a stray dog. She knew what it took to survive in the wild. Did she ever come back? If, uh, I had her fourteen years. Did man. she ever come back? Negative. Okay. I think the coyotes got her. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Gators probably had nothing to do with that. Mm. I've had one gator caught. Let's see. See, that's how it works. All right, we got to take a break. No, we're getting out of here, man. There's no, no it's, break. we're going to take a week, oh, long, take a week, a week break? long break, and we'll be the next Saturday. Rest up after the new exactly. Year. See you guys. Have a happy new year. Be safe. Be careful. See you guys next year. Bye.